Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 168 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Habakkuk chapter 2 today, and our focus is on how the just shall live by faith. So every day we dig into one chapter of the Bible and discuss it, and our whole goal is to encourage you in your Bible hearing and listening and following And we do that by reading five New Testament chapters a week and two Old Testament chapters a week. Don't forget about our webpage, Bible2021.com. Habakkuk is one of the most underrated books in the Bible, as far as I'm concerned, and maybe one of the hardest to spell. It's short, but it's utterly fascinating. And what happens is, at the very beginning of the book, the prophet Habakkuk has a big and important question for God, and he asks it in chapter 1. How long, Lord, must I call for help and you do not listen or cry to you about violence and you do not save? Why do you force me to look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Oppression and violence are right in front of me. Strife is ongoing and conflict escalates. This is why the law is ineffective and justice never emerges, for the wicked restrict the righteous. Therefore, justice comes out perverted. So, Habakkuk's problem sounds a little bit familiar, doesn't it? He prays, but God doesn't answer. He cries out for justice, but he doesn't see God bringing justice. What will God say to these important questions? Well, God's first answer is that he is raising up a nation to punish his people for their injustices, the ones they've been committing, the ones that Habakkuk is concerned about. But this answer raises more questions than it does help, because Habakkuk then asks a second question. So, God, you're raising up the Chaldeans to judge the unjust in Israel. Who's going to punish that nation, the wicked Chaldeans, for its own injustices, which are worse than the ones committed by the house of Israel? Well, let's read Habakkuk chapter 2 and find out his answer. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the lookout tower. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I should reply about my complaint. The Lord answered me, Write down this vision, clearly inscribe it on tablets, so one may easily read it. For the vision is yet for the appointed time, it testifies about the end and will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it, since it will certainly come and not be late. Look, his ego is inflated, he is without integrity, but the righteous one will live by his faith. Moreover, wine betrays, an arrogant man is never at rest, he enlarges his appetite like shale, and like death he is never satisfied. He gathers all the nations to himself, he collects all the peoples for himself. Won't all of these take up a taunt against him with mockery and riddles about him? They will say, Woe to him who amasses what is not his, how much longer? And loads himself with goods taken in pledge? Won't your creditors suddenly arise and those who disturb you wake up? Then you will become spoil for them since you have plundered many nations. All the peoples who remain will plunder you because of human bloodshed and violence against land, cities, and all who live in them. Woe to him who dishonestly makes wealth for his house to place his nest on high, to escape the grasp of disaster. You've planned shame for your house by wiping out many peoples and sinning against your own self, for the stones will cry out from the wall and the rafters will answer them from the woodwork. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and founds a town with injustice. Is it not from the Lord of armies that the people labor only to fuel the fire and countries exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's glory as the water covers the sea. Woe to him who gives his neighbors drink, pouring out your wrath, and even making them drunk in order to look at their nakedness. 
You will be filled with disgrace instead of glory. You also drink and expose your uncircumcision. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you and utter disgrace will cover your glory. For your violence against Lebanon will overwhelm you. The destruction of animals will terrify you because of your human bloodshed and violence against land, cities, and all who live in them. What use is a carved idol after its craftsman carves it? It's only a cast image, a teacher of lies. For the one who crafts its shape trusts it in it and makes worthless idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, wake up, or to a mute stone, come alive. Can it teach? Look, it may be plated with gold and silver, yet there's no breath in it at all. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let the whole earth be silent in his presence. Well, first, let's note One of the most misused and misinterpreted verses in the Bible, especially in the church, is in this passage. It's Habakkuk 2.2. The Lord answered me, write down this vision, clearly inscribe it on tablets so one may easily read it. You might have heard it in a a different translation. Write the vision and make it plain. So many chapters, pastors and churches have used that passage as an indicator that the church should write down its mission or vision in like a two-words, two-sentence statement or something and make sure everybody knows it and can recite it. But of course, in context, God is simply telling Habakkuk that he's about to give him an answer to his second question and that Habakkuk needs to write what he's told down, which of course he does. And therefore, we have the book of Habakkuk. Second, let's note that God doesn't fully answer Habakkuk's questions any more than he fully answers Job's questions in the book of Job. God doesn't owe man an explanation for everything that happens, but we do get some very strong wisdom from God here, including this wonderfully powerful statement in verse 4. His ego is inflated. He is without integrity, but the righteous one will live by his faith. So I think God is saying to Habakkuk, don't worry about the Chaldeans, the Chaldeans, Habakkuk. Know this. My righteous one, those who set their hearts on following me and following my way, says the Lord, will live by his faith. This is a big deal here. And Pastor Martin Lloyd-Jones helps us to see that truth and the fact that the just shall live by faith is a truth that permeates both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Dr. Lloyd-Jones says, according to the scriptures, there is only one way of obtaining salvation, entrance into heaven, and all those blessings And that is the way of faith. All of the Old Testament saints believed explicitly in God and they exercised faith. In Habakkuk 2.4, we read, The just shall live by his faith. This is the theme and the message of the Old Testament from beginning to end. And as in Hebrews 11, it is reiterated and repeated in the New Testament. Paul, quoting from Habakkuk, says in Romans 1.17 as well, The just shall live by faith. And this is the theme of all of his letters. But Paul puts it still more clearly and specifically in Romans 4.23-5, where, referring to Abraham, he says, These things are not written down for his sake alone, that it was imputed to him, but also for us, to whom it should be imputed or credited, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. It is clear that we are declared righteous or receive justification by faith, exactly as Abraham received it by faith. So once more under this heading, we read again from the end of Hebrews 10 through Hebrews 11 to even the beginning of chapter 12, and we see the same truth again and again elaborated at length, the just shall live by faith. Well, amen. 
Let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of June. It's from the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verse 23, when Daniel was pulled out of the lion's den after a whole night in which God had protected him from the hungry lions by sending his angel. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the lion's den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. And here we see the righteous were protected by their faith. Well, my friends, let us walk in faith and may the word strengthen your faith today. Good day to you and Godspeed.